Hey. Hey. <laughs> I'm going to ask you the questions. How's it going? Oh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing okay. Living, yeah? Living back at home with my parents. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just kind of vibing. Um, I'm yeah. not, like... I, I'm not at, like, the corner of a very busy street anymore for the first time in two years. So podcasting is going to be easier because no dickhead with motorcycles is going to run, going to ride through every 30 seconds. Very true. You, you know, you take the good with the bad. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, man, it's a weird one out there, isn't it? Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but let's not talk about that. No, let's not get into the intimate details of that. Yeah, so aside um, I, from all of that, how you been? I've been pretty good. Um, I have been taking a lot more baths recently. Yep. Um, the decadence. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I bleached my roots, my quote-unquote roots, which were over half of my hair length, um, pretty recently. So now I'm full blonde again, because um, we have more fun when we're blonde. Yeah. Um... Uh, <laughs> Um, and I believe since the last time I was on, my voice has changed considerably because I've oh. been on testosterone for almost seven months now, I think. That is wild. Time flies. I know. Yep. I just recently upped. So I'm on like a daily patch thing instead of like the injections because needles are scary and I'm not yeah. good at them. Yeah. <laughs> I forget that. I forget that. I forget that y'all don't get like the option of, uh, of, uh, just pills. Yeah, the options for us are basically, like, injections or transdermal stuff. Right, um, and the, the injections go right in the butt cheek, right? I don't know. I've never had one in my Point. life. And, um, uh, wherever, I mean, I think they go in the thigh, like the upper thigh. Oh, uh, okay. um, Not the ass. No, not the ass. Uh, excuse me. Goodness mm-hmm. gracious. <laughs> I, we both just had lunch, so. Um, well, I, I, I had a snack, because it's, like, it's pretty close to, like, dinner time around here. Yeah, I guess I effectively had a snack, too. I had a bagel with um, vegan cream cheese on it, so... Oh, that sounds, that sounds, that sounds good. It's pretty good. Is vegan cream um, cheese, like, as heavy as, like, regular? I don't know. Like, I, I So I tend to not really look at, like, the nutrition information other than to see if it says contains milk product on it, you know? Right, right. I meant more in, like... like oh, like... I, I like cream cheese, but, like, there is a very... There is, like... I don't, I'm sure there is a perfect happy medium, but I cannot find the middle zone between all of the cream cheese is melted and you are just eating cream cheese with a slide of bagel. Like, I don't know where that part in the middle is. And I feel like it's, I, I can only get that shit with like light cream cheese. I find the stuff that I get pretty good. Like I've never been disappointed with it. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like, it's called tofuti or something like that. Um, and it is... So Daya also, Daya is like the popular fake cheese, fake dairy sure. thing. Yeah. Um, Daya also has a fake cream cheese, um, but it is like $2 more expensive than this shit, which is um, with the regular cream cheese, um, it is very minimalistically labeled as not containing any milk. Uh, it does the body right. Um, it's like, it was like three bucks for the one I just picked up, the little tub I picked up. Um, so I was pretty happy with that. I feel like, you know, it's like one of those things like, I know something nobody else knows. <laughs> yeah, your brain's huge. <laughs> your brain is huge. Yeah, that, that's how I feel every time I, that, that's how I feel every time I, like, just pick something up after, like, when I'm, you know, I, I'm in the, the, you know, the international aisle of the local Wegmans, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get some sesame oil, I'm gonna get some soy sauce, 
I'm going to get a little bit of this stuff. Whatever this, just like picking a thing at random. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. The best thing in the world is when you pick up like an instant noodle brand you've never heard of before. My and it sister, turns out to be yeah. like amazing. <laughs> my sister, um, there's a, there's a like a, an Asian market that she goes to with her boyfriend sometimes. Mm-hmm. And um, every time they go, they have they, they make themselves t- pick up at least uh, one packet each of uh, ramen, which has zero English on it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Just It's a ramen roulette. Yeah. I mean, I've never been let down. Truly. I mean, it's so hard to fuck up instant noodles. It really is, right? Um, but it's really... Um, but, I, you know, it's you either have, like, fine instant noodles or you have really good instant noodles. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I tried to make my own fake ricotta yesterday. How'd that go? Um, I accidentally overseasoned it because I misread the teaspoons as tablespoons. Ah. So it's got so it's like got way too much cayenne in it and is very spicy. And also, I made a huge serving of it, so I just have a bunch of too spicy fake ricotta in my refrigerator. That's um, so, I mean, that sounds like the, I, I know it's too spicy for you, but to me, that just sounds like the opposite of a problem. So it tastes fine, but it doesn't, like, this is, like, based off of a recipe from, a like, a local business that has, like, a, a vegan cheese option for their pizzas. Uh-huh. Um, and that shit's real good, and that's what I wanted. And, like, I made homemade pizzas yesterday, and I put that shit on, then I tried it, and I'm like, it does taste good, but it doesn't taste like how I emotionally want it to taste. <laughs> right. It is not emotionally... <laughs> you, you do not feel held by this pizza. I don't. And, I mean, I could just order Pizza Luce. And just have it delivered to me. But I was like, I'm going to be self-sufficient. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what I was expecting. Because, like, the I should have had the recipe, honestly. Mm-hmm. But um, there was, like, it was, like, two and a half cups of cashews. And I was like, that seems normal. So <laughs> I have so much. I just have so much. <laughs> right, the thing is that, like, give, left to my own devices, I would just eat two and a half cups of cashews. So, like, that's... Right. Like, like, cashews are, like, number one on, like, the walking past it, grab a handful, and then over the course of the day, you've eaten, like, a, t- a, a metric pound. Yeah. A, you can have my pound. leftover okay. cashews. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't have a lot, but you can have my leftover cashews. Excellent. Yeah, it's, like, it's like that, and it's trail mix. Like, tra- trail mix is something mm-hmm. I can, you, I buy, like, an, you, you buy, like, an $8 bag of it, and then I'm, like, I walk past it, and I'm, like, oh, I can use a handful of trail mix, and then I repeat ad infinitum until I have consumed the entire fucking five-pound bag. I feel in it. Three days. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyways, we, uh, you want to get to the movie? Yeah, let's stop talking about snacks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're hungry. It's your number one 
Your number one Saw Cube movie. Saw Cube. That's such a. It's like the. What is it? Mega. Uh, 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 no, Metroidvania of. <laughs> of. Uh, of, uh, of movie, of movie, movie of, movies. of horror movies. Yeah, Saw Cube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, because in, in, in so in Saw, you uh, fuck. I don't actually know enough about the the what differentiates Metroid from a Castlevania, despite how much I've played, how many of the, both of those I have played. Actually, <laughs> and I'm the wrong person to ask. I just know it exists. Like I just know it's a thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I've never played a video game. Yeah, it's your number one Saw Cube podcast. I'm Sarah, and joining me, uh, returning for the first time in, what's it been, like six months? Uh, it's been a grip. I am yeah. not sure. And at, at the, at the, I, th- I don't think you've been on since Schlocktober. So then it must be, like, must be close to six months. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Blair. Hi, it's me. I'm Blair. <laughs> <laughs> the king is back. Yes. <laughs> and eviler than ever. Yeah, you can get, you can really get that like that deep like you now now that you've t- now that you've got the testosterone you can really go from like that low register of like a slight chuckle into a full f- f- on cackle like mm-hmm. you, you you need you, you have the range to that now you can start really <laughs> for so sure you got, you got that you got that lower starting point and I feel like just in general in life I've been cackling more yeah um, I'm rubbing off on I, you <laughs> like I don't know. Um, it wasn't an on-purpose thing. Like, I didn't just wake up one day and was just like, I'm going to sound like an evil witch all the time. Uh, (laughs) But I, like, um, but I just, I just, like, I was watching, like, I was in the living room alone just watching King of the Hill on the TV last night and just cackling. And I was like, I sound like an evil person. Um, and my roommate is in her room, like, like with a wall separating us and I'm like she must think I sound insane right now. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean we it, you know my my cackle is well documented at this point. It's mm-hmm. it's it's my it's what many might say it's my defining feature. <laughs> I love your cackle. Thank you. I do too. I've grown to I've grown to appreciate it. It's good. It's a good yeah. thing. Yeah, very, um, very, very, very loud. Very loud. It's it's a it's a laugh with character. I um yeah this this reminds me um the other night I was uh it was like my my sister's a a nurse and she works like weird hours uh like a nursing student I'm not entirely sure what she is but like basically a nurse uh mm-hmm. she works super weird hours so like one night she got home at like eleven thirty and me I'm just a fucking piece of shit who doesn't sleep well so I was just like up chilling in the kitchen when she came in mm-hmm. and I. I like I I started I started like whisper I started like whispering to her because the sound care the, there's hardwood floors downstairs and on the staircase the so sound carries super easily I didn't want to wake our parents up and uh, after like a couple minutes of conversation my sister's like do you think you're whispering right now and I I like I checked in with myself and it's just like oh this is just like what normal people talk like this is like normal <laughs> people volume um being I quiet no is really hard being quiet is fucking impossible. <laughs> Like my I mean, voice, like, my voice is just this loud. Like this is just. You, yeah, I I feel like I'm either silent or screaming. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I like it because I like it. I like living like that because I'm a star and everyone deserves to know when I'm in a room. You know. Pink shit. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of being in a room. Uh, oh, do we just want to? 
are we not gonna i guess it we're sort of in an off period right so like yeah uh, like upcom- i mean upcoming I, I, horror I, movies is not actually yeah. like a thing yeah like I, i'm sure that there's like something there about how escape room 2 has been delayed or whatever that's but, right. Um, I guess, I mean, upcoming horror movies, Escape Room 2, apparently. Yeah. Right? Like, apparently that's upcoming. Yeah. But, um, January 1st, 2021. Be, get there. I I mean, <laughs> the first thing I do when I get out of quarantine is go to Escape Room 2. Um, <laughs> okay, now, the first thing I'm going to do when I get out of quarantine is get my fucking gooch quenched, and then the second thing I do is see Escape Room 2 with a very quenched gooch. Oh, yeah. Oh, you get fingered in Escape Room too. <laughs> you remember how the Wild Thornberries movie had like uh, 4D, the smell of vision? Uh huh. Escape Room Two has 5D. It's just it, it's just it's it's finger blasto vision. So you're you're describing where a, a a situation where finger blasting is a just a feature of the film, <laughs> instead of what I was thinking of is um you know you go on a date. And, and someone puts a jacket over their trick. lap. <laughs> and you get finger blasted while you watch Escape Room 2. <laughs> yeah, that's actually way better. I don't, the, the idea of a movie finger blasting me is terrifying. Yeah, I don't love it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but we, I, watched, I, we, watched, we watched Escape Room this week. We did, and we didn't get finger blasted during. We did not, unfortunately, get finger blasted during Escape Room. Missed opportunity, so, I, I guess. Mean, that, that, that's the sequel. <laughs> Right, right, right. We have to wait. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. our, our gooch, our gooches remain, our, our gooches remain dry as a gulch. Uh, don't say that. Oh, that's so gross. <laughs> Just that scent sonically, like the concept is fine, right? Like it's fine. Yeah, sure. The idea of a tumbleweed rolling across my dick is very funny. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's alliterative two, two in cowboy, the worst possible way. Two cowboys way. Uh, standing in the middle of my dick, taking ten paces to either end for a duel. Very good. It's they're both Owen Wilson in uh, the Night at the Museum. Both of them Owen Wilson. Back yeah, on. it's uh, you remember you remember One Cest. I do remember One Cest. So there's a there's a secret fandom for just Owen. It's Owen Cest. I oh, good good. Um, I feel like you've been like. Um, firing on all cylinders vis-a-vis wordplay right now. So yeah, I, I've I've been very. I, I feel like I've been largely hinged uh, in, in the in recent recordings. I I feel like I've just kind of been letting the like letting the guests run wild because I don't want to like put the burden of being the. I, I don't want to put that burden on someone else who is like just there for one time. But right. you, you're you're Blair. You've already you've already been party to this like a billion times. Right. No. Yeah. Please go absolutely apeshit because you know I will too. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh my god, my mouth already hurts from smiling. Oh, <laughs> so cute. <laughs> okay, we watched Escape Room this week. We did. Um, um, and when did this movie come out? Twenty nineteen. Twenty last year. I I feel like. So, like, escape rooms were still a thing last year, and ostensibly are still, though in stasis, a yeah. thing currently. Um, but I, mean, I now, feel now, like... now, now we now we we used to do escape rooms, but now we're trying to escape our rooms, house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, um... Well, we, yes. we, we, we want to escape our rooms, house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, I'm putting mm-hmm. up like parentheses, like I'm putting up my hands, like I'm doing a parentheses around the word house. 
Yes. Um, I, uh, but I feel like this movie sort of missed the zeitgeist of escape room. Like a little bit. a year, you know? There were some, there were some notes on this movie being slightly delayed, I think. Let me pull up the Wikipedia page real quick. Mm -hmm. Um, because the only people (laughs) who were doing escape rooms in 2019 were people who, like, were already really into, like, puzzles and, like, games. You know, they were like, oh, I own five different board games that you've never heard of before. Which one do you want to play? And they're all hidden role games, you know? Like, yeah. that kind of person was hidden the only person. Hidden role games stress me out so much. Like, I get it. Um, and I tend to be quite bad at them, but I do love playing them. I'm just, uh, I, I just, like, I, I, I'm bad at hiding my role. I feel bad when I get tricked. Uh-huh. I, I it it makes me feel very dumb and bad. Uh, no, I get it. I tried um, to play. I tried to play a game of Subterfuge uh, uh, last year, and um, there were like multiple occasions which I was just like crying because I was so upset at myself for being bad at it. Oh, um, no, I totally get it. Um, I do like playing them, but I'm quite quite bad at them. Yeah. Um, I was explaining the rules to one I was playing recently, uh, recently ish, you know, um, and I accidentally outed myself as the hidden role while I was explaining it. Um, like, I was like, so for for example, if I did this, um, and everyone was like, if what? And I, I was like, uh, <laughs> don't look at me. Don't. Nobody heard that. <laughs> Just continue. Um, so uh, the, the thing I was saying about the release, this movie was supposed to come out in, like, mid-2018, or uh, in late 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it got pushed back to, uh, 2019. So it, it still missed the zeitgeist. It, it still would have missed the zeitgeist either way. But, mm-hmm. um, he, here's a really, uh, troubling sentence. In Poland, Uni- United International Pictures announced that the film's release in the country would be delayed out of respect for the five teen- teenagers who had recently died in the Kozelin escape room fire. Oh my god. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I mean, oh man... It's, it's, I'm just like, things just happen, right? Like, that's, things just they, happen. They absolutely had to scramble for that. Because that, that happened, like, day and date of the time, of the day the movie was supposed to be released. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, man, the universe is fucking weird. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, um, so, we, we start in the middle of the escape room. We do. We start... In media res, it's so weird. I kind of hate this decision that they made. Yeah, uh, like, I, I thought this was, like, a... Like, you, remember, you know how, like, Cube starts with, like, like the last survivor of a previous group just getting, like, diced into a bajillion pieces or something? Right, yeah. Like, I kind of thought that's what was happening here, and not that we were starting in media res and then doing a flashback. I... Yeah, because that's... So, we we start with a char- one of our, like, main, main characters. Yeah, the guy, um, the guy we find out later is named Ben. But um, mm-hmm. he he's like he's like dropped into a room on his own, and he's like, oh fuck, okay, I gotta I gotta figure this shit out. And like, he he works pretty fast, and he does some clues. And like, this movie is like, I was worried for my head at this point because like the the first five minutes of this movie are just like, there are like, there are so many cuts in the first in this sequence, and it's really like it's really disorienting the speed at which it goes back and forth between everything. Right. It's almost as if this movie, this scene should go, have gone in the last act of the movie um, mm. and not in the opening scene because it's very disorienting and it mm. does 
like gives you no space to ramp up to it. Yeah. Uh, what a weird choice. But um, yeah, he's like, we get the, all this panic and stuff, um, and we're like, cool escape room, I guess, just in case people like came to the, the name of the movie. Right. Came to the movie theater and like, where's all the escape rooms? Bah, I'm gonna leave five minutes into the movie because I don't see any escape rooms. They get to the escape like I I, I there were a lot, I'm gonna give this movie a lot of credit. I don't want to say I was about to say the one thing I'll give this movie credit for because this, this movie actually has some pretty good things to it in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but like one of the things that I liked is that like they get to the escape room within like 15 minutes of they the, do like uh, not not including not including like title credits. I think it does actually happen before like the 15 minute mark into the into the movie, like from the first shot. I think you're right, and I actually also really appreciate that we we get um a, a, I think each character gets maybe 30 seconds to a minute introduction in their own like quote unquote universes, you know. Well, I mean, um, it, it's definitely it's definitely longer than that because it, like it, we we only get introduced to three of the characters at the jump, right? Like we right because we meet we meet um we meet Zoe who is a college student and she's in a you know the uh what what's the, what, what was it you called it the uh, Chekhov's uh, I call lecture? it the Chekhov's lecture hall or something yeah like it, it's Chekhov it's Chekhov's lecture like the you know the Halloween or the every horror movie trope where the the lecture is extremely relevant. And mm-hmm. she, like, the professor's like, can anyone tell me what quantum xeno theory is? Yeah. Um, and it had some, something, something, like Schrodinger, basically. Yeah, thing, uh, things will not move when they are observed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like, okay, fine. Also, I would say this sucks because it has so, it has, like, very little to do with the movie. Yeah, um, like, it, they, they bring this up, and the, the professor, like, pulls uh, Zoe aside and is like, hey, Zoe, uh, you wrote a really good paper about the quantum xeno effect, but you don't want to talk about it in class? Uh, do something over break that scares you. Bye. Have, have fun on Thanksgiving break. This takes place... Uh, this takes place... When does this take place? Like, Thanksgiving? Um, I think so. So, like, November-y. Yeah, okay. November. Like, not, not November-ish. Thanksgiving yeah. is always in November. <laughs> Uh, she fucks off. She goes to she goes to her room and like her friends like, are you sure you don't want to go to this super cool party? Uh, and Zoe's like, nah, nah, I'm good. And then she like hallucinates an earthquake. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm just I you know this is this, this, these are there are like three stories here that are intercut a little bit. I'm just doing one at a time. Yeah. Um. But yeah, she has a she has an earth. There there's a it looks like there's an earthquake, but it's also it's probably just a dream because she like jolts up awake. Uh, in the next scene, is like, oh fuck, okay, I'm fine, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, we also meet Jason, who is a stock advisor. I think so. He um, makes a Mr. Miyagi joke, and his his uh, assistant doesn't get it, which is like, I I don't know. I feel like Mr. Miyagi is like a thing that like like I have not seen. Well, no, I've seen the Karate Kid, but I like. I knew Mr. Miyagi as a reference before I knew, before I had seen the Karate Kid. Like, I feel like it's one of those things that comes through cultural osmosis. But I could be wrong because I have picked up a lot of things through cultural osmosis that other people have not. I am an I would say it's this. pretty ubiquitous. I mean, I've also, like, I've actually never seen the Karate Kid because it just doesn't seem like it's for me. Yeah. Um, um, but, I, I mean, I think Miyagi is pretty ubiquitous. Yeah, um, d- 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 yeah, did this guy not see the? Did this guy not remember all the press being drummed up around the remake with uh, who was it? J- Jaden Smith and uh, yeah, uh, I, Jackie Chan. I, I, maybe oh, I do. Jaden Smith was definitely the guy, though. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, 
weird, whatever, it's fine. Um, but it, I think uh, this is like the first joke that got like a laugh from us. Um, even though we think this, the fact that he didn't know what he was talking about to be fairly strange. Yeah. Um, and it sort of opened the door for the rest of this movie having like a significant amount of laugh lines and like pretty fun writing attached to it too. Yeah, like, like the, the, the script is like pretty sharp when it, the script, the script is pretty sharp when it wants to be. Yeah, like, absolutely. I, I think the overarching, I think the overarching plot's a bit of a mess, but I think like the minute to minute stuff and like the character stuff, like the actors are all, I really like all the actors in this movie a lot. Right. Yeah. Like I, um, I, yeah, the overarching plot's a, kind of a mess, especially the last, especially at the end, which I, I'm ready to get mad about. I, I haven't gotten mad about a movie in a while. I'm really very excited to get mad at the end of this one. Yeah. We've yeah. got a ways to go before we get there. For sure. Um, but he's gifted a, the escape room from like a client or something. Yeah. A client who we helped with a, make some big money. Yes. So he helped make, he helped to make some crazy money. Uh-huh. And then we um, were introduced to Ben, ben which is yeah. the character that was at the beginning. Oh yeah, uh, so this is uh, the well, J- when Jason gets the the cube, the the puzzle cube. He's like, "Man, I hope there's a keys to a Tesla." <laughs> which is um, <laughs> relevant, yay! Yeah. Um, man, uh, no. Uh, so Elon Elon Musk exists in this universe. Um, Elon Musk unfortunately exists in all universes i think elon musk the elon musk cinematic universe it's Yuck. iron man 2 in this movie yuck actually well, no, i mean if it's if it's, it's iron, iron man 2, 2 yeah. then it's if it's iron man 2 then it's all the marvel movies unfortunately yeah. so it's all the marvel movies and also escape room yes um so, so the the mcu the m the mc the mceru pretty good pretty good minecraft escape room universe <laughs> better better i really enjoy that um but yeah so he gets that then we also meet ben who is like uh uh, uh like a drinker he, he's like a just like some retail shop worker he's just like labeling yeah, he... paint cans in the back and he asks his yeah. boss hey boss can i can i work? i heard there's an opening up front can i work up front and his boss is like no and then like and then his boss sees the the alcohol and is like, "Hey, don't drink that. You shouldn't. You should probably keep a better eye on that, son." And like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I feel like the other way around. I don't know. Maybe it would have been too on the nose of it, but the other way around, where he like had seen the 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 flask and then been like, "No, dude, are you kidding? You're you're drinking on the job." Right. Also, like, I I have never I've never drank on the job, but like, if I was gonna like, that thing stays on me at all times. Mm-hmm. Like I'm never letting that thing. I'm never letting that thing not be on my person unless I'm, you know, drinking out of it at the moment. <laughs> I, I I mean, he's not the most careful person, certainly. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, but Ben also gets a cube, uh, and he like gets re- he starts beating up beating it up with a hammer, and then throws the cube across the room in some like the the effects in this movie are surprisingly like stock. Like, yeah, the, the, I don't know if you know, but like the fire effect that they do later on is like also very stock, but um, for sure. Uh, but like he like throws the cube across the room, and it's, it's an extremely bad like three D like a, a, an extremely bad like CG superimposed on the scene of the box like bouncing to the floor and then starting to like open a little bit. 
Yeah. But then there's like a montage. Uh, there's actually a, a good montage that I like uh, them solving the puzzle. Uh, and I, I, I especially like because Jason just like got some like YouTube videos up of like how to open a, a puzzle box. Yeah. Which is particularly fun. Mm-hmm. Um, um, oh, yeah. And also when Zoe gets her, bo- when Zoe gets her puzzle box, uh, her roommate's like, well, have fun with your box. Like, like, like pussy. Mm-hmm. Um, we had this discussion while we were watching the movie, but mm-hmm. I think box might be one of the funnier euphemisms for vagina. Because, I think so, too. Because, um, quite frankly, there's very little that's actually boxy about it. I yeah. mean, like, I, I think wait, I wait, get wait, why wait, it's on, called that. You mean your pussy is not cuboid? <laughs> no, it's not. Um... Uh, it'd be interesting if it was, though. I think. Yeah, like mm-hmm. the the you know tessellate tessellate your pussy two K twenty. Man, if we did the Wonder Year style titles for these episodes, <laughs> tessellate think, your pussy. I think tessellate your pussy might be the title for this episode. It would have to be. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Um, but uh, so they all figure it out, and they're like, "Okay, got to go to this place, and if I if I do this, I'll win ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars for defeating this puzzle room." And they show up. They all filter in. The guy at the front desk takes their phones, and uh, we meet uh, Amanda, Danny, and Mike. Uh, Amanda gives her phone to the guy at the desk. And he's like, "Oh, thank you for your service, ma'am." And she's like, "That's weird." Wait, yeah. okay, wait. Actually, I just yeah. Okay, now I clocked it. I thought that was like a. I thought it was like him thanking her for like part I thought it was like him like letting the thing slip of like thanking her for participating in the death game that is escape room uh-huh but uh no that's just him letting it slip that he does he knows that she's military yeah um because I mean spoiler like that's like she's the military. thing about that that's the thing about this movie is that they know deep dark secrets about know, these people's deep dark secrets they know deep dark secrets that are like they some of the stuff some of the stuff makes sense for them to know. Other stuff does not make sense for them to know. Yeah. Like I um, like unless there's an omnipotence uh, level to this that I'm not that I, I'm not understanding. Like there is some stuff that like there is no supernatural effect to this. Just like it, it's just like a lot of money being thrown at this. Yeah, but, but there's I some mean, stuff they just could not know. I mean, but there's like if if. I mean, I, I think there's, like, it sh- this movie should have done the hard work for us to justify why it knows these things. Yeah. Um, but th- they know stuff about Ben that they couldn't, that would not be of public record. Uh-huh. Um, but it's conceivable that maybe he went to, like, a trauma therapist or something like that, and, like, he told that story, and then okay. they got... Okay, yeah, you know, you're you right. You know, like, right. it's, it's possible... Um, but I shouldn't have to make those sort of intellectual leaps, I think. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, they, uh, so yeah, we, we meet, uh, Amanda, who is a, uh, Iraq war veteran, uh, Mike, who is a trucker, I think he says. Yes. Uh, and we meet Danny, who is an escape room enthusiast. Yes. Uh, um. And they're like just kind of chilling in the 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 lounge, but surprise, uh, uh, Ben tries to go outside and smoke a cigarette and breaks the doorknob off, and there's an mm-hmm. oven knob there, and the it's they it's puzzle time, 
They're, mm-hmm. they're in the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Um, they find a Fahrenheit, Fahrenheit, a Fahrenheit 451 book with a screwdriver on the inside. So they turn the um, oven to 451 degrees, and it or they turn the oven up to 451 degrees, and then it turns the room itself into an oven. Yes. Um, it gets stuck there. Uh, everyone starts panicking because, like, oh boy, and it's like, and this. I honestly found this first room to be fairly stressful. Yeah, um, definitely. Um, I think it's because I like, um, the idea of like blistering skin really burns burns me bothers me. Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, so like the, the like we, we've nobody, all seen, we we've all seen Final Destination three. Right, um, man, I I saw that I saw that scene specifically way too young, and then it stuck yeah. with me forever before I saw. But anyway, um, yeah. So I was I was because everyone's getting really stressed out because they're getting very sweaty, um, and they're all scrambling. And um, there's the stress I think comes from a, like not recognizing the rules right away. Yeah. Um, which is totally reasonable, but this is like a super fa- potentially fatal situation they're in where they have to learn on the fly about what's going to make a situation worse and what's going to make a situation better. Yeah. Because um, they uh, end they, up they, making it about as bad as possible before they get out. Yeah. They also had a bunch of magazines labeled Wu Tan Yu, like addressed mm-hmm. to Wu Tan Yu, which is. Mm-hmm. Oh, the end of this movie. Okay. Yeah. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> Um, but, uh, so they make it out after, like, uh, they, they figure out that they have to, like, press down on a bunch of coasters on the table to open a door, and they all go through it. Um, Jason finds a snow globe that he stares at for a while with a, with a sailboat in it, and we're like, hmm, I wonder what that is. It is so on the nose. It is, like, so, it, um, like, I, it's on, it's on the nose on purpose, right? Like, it's, yeah. he's supposed to take note of it, but he's, we, we spend so much time watching him watch that snow globe, just staring at it while the room is actively heating up. Yeah, uh, we we it, there there are like scenes that look there are like scenes that like look like they're about to transition to a flashback, and then they decided like half like when they were editing like oh let's hit that flashback for a little bit later in the movie actually. Yeah, um, I actually so I just in general I think I rather like the puzzles that they create in this movie. Yeah, agree. Um, which is, uh, not something I actually expected because I think, um, when this is a problem with creating mysteries in general, and I did not have high expectations for this movie. Um, it is, it is really easy to create a mystery that is unsolvable, uh, for the audience if they don't like have all the internal knowledge that the characters do. I think of like the BBC Sherlock Holmes where he's, yeah. there's just, he has knowledge that we as an audience don't know, which yeah. does make you feel a bit cheated out of the answer, you know? Yeah. Um, we, listen, but we, we, we've all seen H. Bomber guys, Sherlock is garbage and here's why. Right, right. But it, Multiple that seems times. like, it, it seems like the, the but, but this is also a phenomenon I see a lot in horror, like oh, cheaper schlockier horror movies where it's like, there's a mystery and it's like. Like, and then it's something uh, out of left field, and you're like, well, I couldn't you have known that. You, uh, yeah, mysteries need, like, if you if a good mystery should be able to be solved by someone while they're watching it if they are observant enough. Uh, totally, yeah. Like, like, 
Like, the, all the pieces should be there, right? Yeah, like, I'm pretty... I, I, I have not seen a ton of Columbo, but, like, I, I you could probably solve an episode of Columbo. Right, totally. <laughs> like, you could probably, like, you know, I've been watching... I, you know, I was watching some Monk last month, and, like, I you can solve some episodes of Monk. Like, they never really gloss over stuff that, like, they let you put the pieces together. It's good. It feel, And it feels good, you know? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't feel like um, the show is showing off, mm-hmm. you know? Um, which is, you know, it's annoying. Uh, but there were definitely puzzles where I was like, oh, I know the answer to that. And they were like, this is the answer to that. And I was like, cool. <laughs> like, yeah. they're not hard. But like the, um, Are you talking about the, uh, the, the bar room puzzle specifically? Like, I had that one in my head the whole time where it's like, just turn the fucking numbers upside down. Right, right. But we'll um, I was actually thinking about the next puzzle in the next room they go to after they oh, escape yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the <laughs> oven room. Uh, though this is so corny at the same time. Yeah. Um, so well, they when, end they're, up in when a... they're when they're in the process of escaping, we see uh, Amanda having a flashback to like her fucking, uh, like her her military jeep in Iraq being overturned and her crawling out of like the wreckage and she's having uh-huh. a panic attack in the middle of it and Zoe like kind of talks her through it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, but uh, so when they get to the next room, it's like a little cabin basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all like drenched in sweat and they're like just trying to calm down from the fact that they almost all got burned alive. Um, Danny's having a ball all the time. He's like, oh, we were never in real, any real danger. Did you see how it like the fire just missed me? I definitely like triggered the fire, you know, by moving. Yeah. It's just supposed to freak us out. It's not actually supposed to put us in any danger. Um, and so they me, end up in me, a, di- me dying to a, me dying to a kingdom hearts boss. Oh, I'm definitely supposed to die to this guy. And then they're like, <laughs> the screen. Um, uh, so they end up in a cabin with a bunch of reindeer heads mounted on the wall. Yep. Um, and they're, and... All, they, they're all like, uh, it, it's like D, D, P, V, and it, you know, like the Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen. Yeah, so, totally. Um, and they're supposed to find like, there's like a, 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 a letter. A letter lock. Some, Yeah. Um, and the, the answer is supposed to be, like, a president's name, president's last name that's also a first name. Yeah, and the clue uh, that they have is, a, a, like, a, a fucking hand-stitched thing on the wall that says, you'll go down in history, which is, like, imme- even if I didn't know it was seven letters, like, that's immediately, oh, Rudolph. Right, yeah, I, I think you said, oh, it's Rudolph right away. Yeah. And then, but they draw it out for so long. Yeah, because because Ben has to have a flashback to the time that he was driving drunk and singing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer while looking like Jeff Rosenstock. Um, it he, is, so, he does not look like Jeff Rosenstock currently, but in the flashbacks, he looks like Jeff Rosenstock. Yes, no, totally. It, it's it's just so a, a lot of the flashbacks were like whatever, you know, like sure. This one was just like so obnoxiously like, do you get it? Yeah. Do you understand? Do you get it? It's it's relevant. Like it's yeah. it's relevant. Do you guys get it? I'm like, you are showing your first of all, you're showing your hand way too soon. Mm-hmm. Second of all, um it's it's it was like a little annoying because they were like singing the song and then nobody was like, I don't know, which president is it? Um and he's like and then he sings the song, he's like, It's Rudolph and they were like I'm like, it's a, a fucking Rudolph the Red <laughs> Like I don't I like, just can't take it seriously. Like, the, th- the thing is that, like, uh, I when I first saw that, my brain was initially like, okay, it definitely can't be Rudolph. That's too on the nose. I, and then I, like, you know, you know, like, the, the version of Rudolph that's, like, the, the you shout something after, like, every other line? Yeah. You know, you know where it's, like, uh, had a very shiny nose, like a light bulb. And then right. the way I always, the way we always ended it, uh, when I always remember ending it, was 
yell it out in history like Columbus. Oh. And I was like, oh, it's definitely Columbus. But I don't think that's... No. no so eight letters, that must fun. be a regional thing because it's always like like George Washington, where really? I come from. Yup. Huh. Uh-huh. We don't. Have, I don't think. Roger, I don't think like Rochester or New York has like a regional connection to Christopher Columbus. Yeah, but Minnesota's from. weird. Um, like we're the one state that says it's it's what is it? It's not duck duck goose. It's duck duck gray duck. Um, here. I've heard that one. I've heard yeah. that one. Yeah. Um, so uh, I just have Yoga done in history like into Google. Uh, and the two, uh, so George Washington does not come up in the autocomplete. Columbus does, um, as does Toothpaste and Pinocchio. Both of which, I've definitely heard Pinocchio. I cannot think of it the last time. I, I cannot think of ever having heard Toothpaste. Um. Did, is tooth, <laughs> would you call like Toothpaste a historical a thing of history? Um, I mean, technically, like it's you important. Know? Oh my! I, ju- I just, I just opened Audacity for the first time. I realized we're forty minutes into this fucking episode. Holy shit! <laughs> um, we're going long today, folks. Yes. Um, I mean, man, uh, but uh, so they get through that room, and mm-hmm. it's, and it then they're like, oh, they this is door, another room I saw from fucking... the trailer. So they're in the like that the winter yeah, wonderland, the basically. Level. You know, you know how every you know every video game their first DLC has to be ice. You know, that's, right. that's how it, or the sequel, like, that, uh, that, you know, they went to the frozen zone in Darkest Dungeon or what the fuck ever. It's always ice. Yeah. I feel like they spend too much time in here. Definitely. Definitely. Um, like, they spent a lot of time in the first room, but that's because a lot of it was, like, preamble to the actual, like, solving portion of it. For sure. Um, um but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I was, like, sort of, I, like, half checked out during this because, like, first of all, like, I really was really impressed by the sets in this movie. This mm-hmm. one included, you know, but it's like, this is not interesting to me. Everyone's very cold all the time. Um, and everyone's just bitching, you know, because they're yeah. very cold. They're very mad. Um, they're very angry at each other. Yeah. And, and Jason says like, it, J, J, like there's a lot of stuff in here that Jason recognizes. Like, I think there's like a, there's like a, is that like a, ca- a canoe or something that he finds? Uh, something boat? because there's a I, coat. I think he does actually yeah, yeah there's there's, another, there's a coat in it that he seems to be that he just like kind of like goes glass-eyed at for a minute yeah and then he starts talking about hypothermia yeah like, a lot and i'm like this is relevant to your character yeah you know um, too much about hypothermia yeah um and then when when in my notes did i say i, I at some point during this i def i just said oh jason definitely ate someone <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh but so they're um they find like a hole in the ice, and they accidentally like one like Ben accidentally gets his foot stuck in there, and they're like, okay, uh, let's do some let's fish in here. There's a fishing hole. They and they find a magnet, and they attach it to it, and they pull up like uh, a cube with with the, an ice cube that mm-hmm. is like ha- that has like a metal framing, and uh, uh, a, in the middle of it is a key, and mm-hmm. then they're uh, okay. Let's melt this shit with uh, Ben's lighter because Ben's like trying to smoke a cigarette. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ben's just Ben's off to the side being a fucking dick and he's like yeah come over here and get the fucking lighter you piece of shit and then Danny walks over and gets it and then uh, as soon as he picks it up the ice explodes and he falls through and fucking dies yeah which I thought this scene I thought the scene was pretty cool like I, I found myself pretty unimpressed by a lot of the deaths in this movie but I really liked the way this one was done because like they're like scrambling and they're like they, they keep an eye on him and they try and like they're they're trying really hard to uh, you know get him out of there, 
But um, mm-hmm. at one point they lose track of him, and then it goes to like this bird's eye view shot of all of them scrambling in like one area of the ice, and then like ten feet away from them, nowhere near where they're actually looking, we just see like Danny like floating down towards the bottom of the like floating out of view of the ice and just dead. Yeah, and we I think we literally see his last breath. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, uh, but, and then and then they're all fucking mad at each other because they're like, damn, that was weird that he stood on the exact spot where the ice exploded. Ben, what the fuck did you do? And the, Ben's like, you are all weird people too. Like, you're you're all fucking weirdos. It's, it, I'm I just work at a fucking I just work at a I just work at a hardware store. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so this is like interesting because like so they they plant the seed for them turning against each other and then they never really do. Yeah, you know. Um, cause basically after this, they're like, teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah. Um, uh, they, the next, I actually, I think the next set they step into is my favorite one. Definitely. Uh, but, uh, so before, but before that, they're like, okay, we gotta melt this, we gotta melt this, oh, yes. this, this key out. And then they say, okay, everyone put your hand, keep your hand on the escape room, block ice. <laughs> Pretty good joke. Thanks. Listen to the one of your <laughs> They, but they like they all put their hands on the ice and they're like, okay, our body heat will melt this. And like, I don't know enough about science to say that's not true. Like, right. always sunny meme. Uh, that doesn't seem right, but I don't know about enough science to dispute it. Exactly. But also, it just really feels like they missed something on this. Like, it feel if I really was expecting them to like open the door and then like on their way to the door they find like a fucking blowtorch or something they were supposed to use. Yeah, like a space heater or something. Yeah. But um, yeah. they all they all use their body heat to melt the um to melt the ice and they get yeah. the key. Uh and as soon as they get their hands on the key, the ice starts fucking exploding. Yeah. And then we get um, a really good set. Yeah, so then they go into the next set, which is an upside down bar, um, with a pool table on it, and they're just all on the ceiling of it, walking around. It's pretty cool. Um, I would love to actually go to an escape room that is set like this, yeah. though with less climbing and less floor fall this... yeah don't love that yep yeah, because um, they, get, they get there and the phone starts ringing and um they, they, well, there's a phone on the table and it starts ringing and there's a fun thing where mike walks up and is like well how the fuck are we supposed to get that and then like on cue like the phone falls off the receiver and like into his hand yeah <laughs> And uh, he puts it up to his ear and just starts playing the fucking the the fucking uh, AOL dial tone sound. Uh huh. I don't know why I tried to do an impression, but you you either know what that sound is like, or you're like I don't how how what is the what age do you think is the average age of people who do not know that sound? Um, if you were born after two thousand, yeah. Well. I feel like I was still hearing that sound up until like, oh, depending on how good your memory is, like it, it is, it is a very ubiquitous sound to me, definitely. For sure, but I think there are definitely maybe twenty year olds is not fair, but there are definitely maybe there are twenty year olds who have never heard that sound. Yeah, or at least not like, or at least like not enough times to remember it. Yeah. Um, God, remember when, you remember when you couldn't, like, not to be like, remember when, but do you, God, do you remember when you could not be on phone and internet at the same time? I do remember that being a thing, but I was never, but it never really, 
it never affected my life very much. Oh, it affected um, my life a lot. I, I was always mad when my mom was like on her out, like her. She has my mom has a friend in California, and she would all she would just like do these like hour and a half long phone calls to her, and I would get really mad because I couldn't check in on my Neopets when she was doing that. <laughs> so I think I think it was like twofold for me. So first of all, I was not very online as yeah. a kid, um, and second of all, we graduated from dial-up to just like normal internet pretty soon like pretty yeah. as soon as like the option was available to us mm-hmm. what i do remember is um going to a friend's house who had dial-up like for way longer than anyone else had dial-up uh-huh. um and like us having to like w- we would just be like like looking through um like Full Metal Alchemist fan fiction on fanfiction.net, but then Hell her yeah. mom had to make a phone call, so we had to log off, basically. <laughs> oh, man, fanfiction.net. I haven't been to fanfiction.net in a fucking long time. Um, you can't copy and paste stuff from fanfiction.net anymore. What? You can't highlight text and copy and paste. At least not the last time I was on it. Why? Yeah, I don't know why. It's very strange. Okay. Um, but... <laughs> Uh, AO3, baby. Winner of a... What did they win? A Hugo Award? I think so. Does that make me a Hugo Award winner since I have fanfiction up on AO3? Yeah, yeah, Blair. You, you are officially a Hugo Award winner. Put that on, Put that shit on your resume. I will. Okay. I will. I'm, prou- I'm really proud of you. You worked, you worked so hard to get that Hugo Award. Mm-hmm. All, that's, all, that's, gonna... all that Skyjacks fanfiction you wrote. <laughs> I'm going to pause real quick. Uh, okay. I just want to plug in my laptop real quick because it is needs to be plugged in so i will be back in just like literally a second you got it we will not lose power not not (laughs) we will not have gremlins 2 happen to us again (laughs) (laughs) never forget gremlins 2 Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 9-11 whomst never forget is ours ours now Mm -hmm. i think that's better for us yeah it's Mm -hmm. you know no one no one used uh gremlins 2 no one used the fact that we lost an episode of gremlins 2 to uh to start as pretext to start a war so it's so it's an inherently better thing to never forget yes (laughs) um anyway so they are in the upside down bar yes um, um and this was while um a bunch of cats were coming in and out of my room so i was a little distracted while this was happening yeah but like uh, some fucking music starts playing and like yes the thing that confused me about this is like i fully expected the music to be like like significant to someone yeah and it just wasn't like, they were just they, they really very, annoyed by it <laughs> yeah they really easily could have just had it be like rudolph the red-nosed reindeer because like they that was definitely a clue in the last one but in this one it could have just been like hey ben we're gonna torture you now yeah, it wasn't on the nose enough last time, so we have yeah, to do it on the, again. On the red, on the bright, shiny red nose. Oh, very good. Thank you. <laughs> um, but uh, they so the the puzzle in this room involves them like they have to do like a sliding block puzzle, and then it like when they do the sliding block puzzle, the floor starts falling away in the middle of it. Um, and they all fucking scramble to get around. Uh, at one point, Zoe like jumps from. Uh, I don't know, it's from, like, surface to surface and falls to the floor, hits her head, mm-hmm. and, um, like, uh, th- th- then she gets her flashback, which is, like, her surviving a plane crash. Yeah. Uh, and then, but then she wakes up, they figure out the puzzle, because the, the sliding bo- black puzzle, when they solve it, is, like, hey, it's, 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 like, pool balls, but you, the, they have, it's, like, you know, that's, there's a stripe, and, uh, uh, fucking, um... 
There's like a stripe and there's a fucking, I don't know where the fuck, like one of them is an eight ball, one of them is the nine ball, one of them is the ten ball. For sure. Uh, yep. And um, the thing that confused me about this scene is that when, when they open this, they, they find a safe and they input the numbers in, but like they, tur- they have to turn them upside down because the room's upside down. Um, but th- so they put the numbers in and they, they open the, the door and like a little eight ball key falls out. Uh-huh. But they like it just seems that, like by the act of opening the safe the the door has opened. Mhm. Because which makes which makes it really confusing later when Amanda dies in order to get the eight ball key because she like she jumps like she it falls out of her pocket because she has to fucking like uh uh ultimate ninja warrior herself across the chasm by holding onto the underside of the pool table. Mhm. Which is dangling from the ceiling. Um, she, like, curls herself, she, like, brings her legs up and, like, to rest, and the pool ball, like, falls out of her pocket and onto, like, the last surviving plank. She jumps down and grabs it, and then, like, the fucking, she throws it to Jason, and then she just, like, fucking, the the floor goes out, she grabs onto the phone and hangs on for a minute. They try and save her, but she's like, no, it's fine, it's fine, bye. Yeah, and (laughs) it's, it's strange. It's like, well, fuck, we need to kill them somehow, but we've made her too competent, (laughs) so... Yeah. I don't know. It's and fine. Then they, just, they just kind of make it out. Uh, yeah. Um, without using the eight ball key, it feels like. like yeah. I, unless they, if they if they used the key, I did not. I, I like blinked and missed it. Right. Like I, I, um, I, I know I have a history of being bad at watching movies, but I, I made sure to, you know, I, I've been getting better at that. I've been, you know, keeping my eyes on the screen all the time, except when I, take mm-hmm. them, except when I take them off to make notes. So it's entirely possible that like it happened when I was writing down by Amanda in my phone. um either way uh amanda's gonzo um Mm. and they end up in a sort of like um observation room i guess yeah a bunch of medical it's it's like it's just like it's like a a little like a hospital wing i guess right and this is where we start to like learn more about this like what they know and like the like what's going on here um because there's like little dossiers on everyone yeah and they Uh, they, uh, and they go around the room and they talk about how all of them like are the only survivors of something like mm -hmm. uh i uh fucking um uh zoe is like yeah i was the only survivor of a plane crash and mike's like yeah i was the only survivor of a cave-in jason's like yeah i was the only survivor of me and my friend going out on the boat which like it feels weird that there is like I feel like given what we find out at the end of this movie that these people are that the the people uh, who are orchestrating this game are uh, they find they they are looking for like the survivors of the survivors like whoever will like be the luckiest of whoever survived a, like a a, a a mass casual I was I don't know Jason feels like an outlier to me because he was not the survivor of a mass casualty event he was the survivor of a one casualty event. Like, right, Mike. Like Mike was the only survivor of like a twenty-three minor, like uh, a haven that trapped twenty-three miners. Like Zoe, cra- Zoe was the only survivor of like a plane crash with a bunch of people on it. Like Ben, like was the only survivor when he was driving drunk and crashed. Uh, Amanda was the only survivor when she was in Iraq doing war crime and uh, an <laughs> IED exploded her unit. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Danny was the only survivor when his family died of carbon monoxide poisoning. Right. But then uh, Jason's just like, yeah, I, I went out on a boat with my friend and uh, the boat flipped over and uh, he went crazy from hypothermia and tried to swim off into the ocean and died. Yeah. That's definitely so. what happened. Yeah, I guess 
I mean, fine. He technically was the only one who survived. Whatever. Yeah, it, it, this is a this is a nitpick. Yeah. Um. There's a there's a lot of things to nitpick about this movie. Yeah, definitely. Um, um I, I would like to rescind my use of the phrase "mass casualty incident" or "mass casualty event." That definitely refer that definitely refers to a very specific kind of thing. But uh, just like an, an event with a large number with a larger than one number of casualties, I guess. Totally, that's what I'm trying to say. Yes. <laughs> uh, but. So they, they get into this place and they're like, damn, we're all the only survivors. And Zoe's like, they're looking for the, they're trying to figure out who the luckiest of the lucky is, which is a hell of a conclusion to jump to, if you ask me. Yeah, and I, it, it ends up not being correct, basically. Is it not? Like. Well, I mean, it's like, it's, I mean, not really, right? Like, it's just sort of blood sport, I think. Yeah, I guess. But, like, they do also mention that, like, explicitly they're looking for survivors, but I don't know why they're looking for survivors. That's true. Yeah, like, I don't know. But anyways, they're like, uh, uh, Zoe is like, okay, we got a, the quantum Xeno effect. Remember that thing we mentioned an hour ago? It's back. Yeah, so she starts breaking all of the, like, surveillance devices. Yeah. So, so a lot of things are happening. The room is filling with carbon monoxide. Well, not not yet because there's a t there's a five minute timer that's and Doctor Wu Tan Yu's name comes back and it's like, can you are you are you strong enough to let Doctor Wu Tan Yu help you exceed your expectations or whatever the fuck? Right. Yeah. Um, and they take this to mean okay. In order to do, there's an EKG over here that they find out mm -hmm. by finding some X rays that sign language. Mm -hmm. Um and the. <laughs> There is a I, I appreciate the movie answering my question before I can ask it because it's like because I'm like okay because Ben's the one that figures out that it's sign language because it's like it, it's you know the letters for E uh, K and G in sign language they are mm -hmm. like turned upright they just look like you know one two zero right uh but Ben's like oh yeah this it, it says E K G and then like uh for like for us for like half a beat I was just like. How does he know that? And, like, he just, like, my cousin's deaf. They knew that, too, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> sure, fine. <laughs> but I'm glad they had, like, an ex... I mean, you... Uh, yeah. No, totally. Yeah. Um, I mean, who uh, among us did not learn the ASL alphabet in, in elementary school? That's true. I don't know how much of it I actually retained, but, like, yes. I, I, can make it to, I can make it to E with, like, A, B, C, D... I don't know what the fuck F is. <laughs> uh, but so they figure it out and then they're like, okay, so in order to do this, we have to hook someone up to the EKG and make them get a really high heart rate and also a really, and then, uh, yeah. So he's like, okay, Mike, it's your, you have to die for us. This is what you got to do, man. Uh, and then he just fucking like puts the sensors on his chest and like there's, there's like this, there's this huge canister that's just labeled POISON in capital letters. Um... But and Jason's like, okay, Mike, we gotta get your heart rate. We gotta get your heart rate up. Uh, fucking, you, you can't do jumping jacks or anything. No, I'm just gonna fucking zap you with these electric pet with these. Uh, uh, what are, what are they called? The, uh, the defibrillators. Paddles? The defibrillator paddles. Yes, thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, and it kills him. But his heart yes. rate does go really high. Uh, and then Jason's like, shit, that wasn't enough. Uh, I need to go to the other extreme, which is like. I was confused about this because would not uh, a heart rate of like 200 and something BPM be a very high extreme and then the heart rate of zero BPM be a very low extreme? But I, yes, but I think it has to be maybe under 50 with still beating. But still alive? Okay. Yeah. Because, because Jason hooks the thing up to himself. It's like, okay, 
I'm like, yeah, he just does like his fucking like. This is probably like uh, something he learned to do from someone like that was like pinned to his office cubicle or something. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is definitely like, and he just like sits there and like meditates and like lowers his heart rate to like forty nine beats per minute and is like, uh, and it's like, okay, congratulations, you did it. Uh, so, so he and, he and Ben, uh, skedaddle, but Zoe is, like, still breaking all the cameras, and it's like, Zoe, come the fuck on, and Zoe's like, no, this is, this is the true way out, uh, and then she fucking, they, they escape, and we see her, like, crawling towards an oxygen mask, and it looks like she dies before she gets there. Yeah. But, spoiler Uh, alert, she she doesn't. Yeah, so we were both, like... Oh, weird, because she has, like, the biggest final girl energy out ever. Yeah. Um, and uh, we're like, well, she's dead, I guess. I guess um, Ben's our final girl. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, because in the next scene, they go to uh, another pretty cool set that's just got, like, TV static and, like, basically sort of it, TV it, static it, patterns it, everywhere. It looks like the the music. The, it looks like the room that Jamiroquai was in in that music video. That I can't remember off the top of my head. <laughs> it's a pretty good poll, though. Uh, is um, it, for, it might be virtual insanity. I mean, that sounds right to me. Anyways, um, but it's just this fucking like th- this room was just like a bunch of. It looks like a bunch of like giant fingerprints splayed all over the place, uh, and then mm-hmm. they open a hatch on a. They open like this hatch on the floor. And mm-hmm. as soon as they do that, it starts looking like they're tripping on acid. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is like, I, I don't know what, I don't know what chemicals, I, I, again, I don't know enough about science, but I feel like touching something with your hands might not be enough to like make you go like that. But I, again, I don't know science. I don't know substances. I've done acid once. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's like they, they end up saying that he had like Jason ended up having DMT found in its system. Right. Yes. 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 That's okay. That's okay. I thought that was just out of nowhere. That's yeah, that is true. So it's like machine elves or whatever. What? Uh, machine gnomes. Um, there's, they're, they're like, um, it's like a thing. Like if you take a lot of DMT, you're supposed to see these little, like, like machine elves that like show you how to get out of the simulation or whatever. Okay. That, um, I, someone joined one of my Discord servers with that name a few months ago, and it's a server that you're not in, so I was very taken aback by you just saying their Discord handle out of nowhere. <laughs> but, um, so they no, yeah. <laughs> so they fucking, they square up because, uh, because Ben is like, hey, your, your buddy definitely didn't swim away, uh, he, you definitely fucking killed him, mm-hmm. and, and Jason's like, survival is a choice. And mm. then they fight, and uh, Ben kills Jason with Table Corner Coon. <laughs> and then you explain to me what an isekai is. <laughs> yes, I explained to Blair what an isekai is and what truck coon means. But uh, for, for, the, for the uninitiated, an isekai genre of anime is it, isekai is the genre of anime which typically involves the protagonist uh, being existing in our current day and then dying somehow, and awakening in a world where magic is real and it's fantasy and it's like the 1400s or whatever um but uh and the 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 so often the culprit responsible for the protagonist's death in current world is just a truck that this character that there is uh you know it is affectionately referred to as truck coon mm-hmm. <laughs> affectionately i guess yeah. so yeah we love truck coon 
I guess we do. But um, then we're back at the start of the movie because uh, uh, Ben, like, gets the antidote and gets out and he crashes to the floor. We're back at the start of the movie, uh, which is, I was really worried they were going to just show us the exact same five minutes that they started the movie off with. But mm-hmm. instead they cut to the aftermath of the, uh, the room where Zoe and Mike died. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and two people in, like, hazmat suits come in and they're like, all right, there are two bodies in here. We're going to do cleanup process now. Mm-hmm. And uh, they fucking... Oh, God, sorry. Um, they, they're they like, what? They're, they're like, hey, there's an oxygen mask hanging here. What the hell was she going to use that for? And then, like, Zoe stands up behind them and swings a fucking, like, IV stands like, breathe, bitch! Mm-hmm. Um, so she's got a gun. Yeah, she does. <laughs> Zoe's um, got a gun. <laughs> um, and so, she's so, actually... Uh, ben makes it out of the everything, and then we get to meet the, uh, we meet the, the, the mastermind. Or, like, the, what, what was he? He wasn't the, he wasn't He's the, the game master, I the guess, master, but he's yes. not the puzzle creator or whatever, like whatever yeah so he's like running the game but he didn't make the game blah 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 yeah and um, he gives ben a cigarette he gives ben a cigarette and ben's like so i just get to go home now and then the bad guy just says a really like so the bad guy has a monologue that's basically like pc culture has gone too far but instead of peace like <laughs> it, it was the entire argument again it, it was like the entire argument against ralph nader wanted to introduce seatbelts <laughs> <laughs> What a weird pull. <laughs> I I was weirdly obsessed with Ralph Nader in like in like first grade. That is so funny. We, and we, also we so the, you. <laughs> we did the uh we, we did like a, a facsimile of the we, we did like, you know, a, a thing about the election in that year back in like two thousand that was like no no, in two thousand four I think it was, we did like a, a thing about like, you know, okay, are you gonna vote for George Bush or are you gonna vote for John Kerry? And I literally wrote in Ralph Nader in my <laughs> elementary school election. You president. so A, we did the same thing, and B, that's adorable. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my god. Um <laughs> And now you run a left well, now you're a part of a leftism podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh <laughs> but uh so the fucking he, he explains this entire plot to him like yeah there's a shadowy cabal of rich people who love to watch these who love to watch you survivors fight through escape rooms and shit um mm-hmm. and the thing about this that like kind of tripped me up is that like there is it feels like there is almost a saw level to this where it feels like they should be like being taught to be like grateful for their lives or like being held responsible for lives that they took because like ben and jason are both responsible for the the cat the 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 events that they are where the sole survivors of like mm-hmm. ben was the drunk driver and jason killed his friend but like you know amanda okay amanda was in was doing war but also maybe she got drafted i don't know yeah. Uh, but then, like, the other three were, like, Danny just survived carbon monoxide poisoning, Zoe survived a plane crash, and um, uh, Mike just survived, happened to survive a cave-in. It, it feels like some of the people were meant to learn something from this, and some of the people were not. But it, mm-hmm. it, you also theorized that, like, it was, like, a confrontation with trauma kind of thing, which is, which is like, reminiscent of Saw, I think. I've only ever seen, like, Saw 8. Right. Which is, which is of all the Saw movies to see, probably a bad one, if I'm just seeing the one. <laughs> but so... Yeah. He, go on. No, I mean, it's just... um, Yeah, it's there's not... It's not really moralism. Like, Saw doesn't have, like, 
good moral like like doesn't have like coherent morals but it is definitely morally driven you know um but this is yeah it's like we know secrets about you kind of thing yeah uh, yeah. And then my, and then Ben's like, okay, so I get to, I get to go home. And then the guy is like, do you think that the horse gets to leave after the end of the Kentucky Derby? Which like, and then he starts like choking him with a garrote and like, yes, like literally it's the, the winner of the Kentucky Derby is normally like let out to stud. Like, like yeah, Kentucky Derby winners get to get to leave. Not only do they get to leave, they get to fuck their brains out. <laughs> I know. Um... <laughs> I, <laughs> he's like an uber rich person too. He should like know about the Kentucky Derby of all things, right? Come on, come on. Unless we're wrong, but I don't think we're wrong. Uh, no, we're not. Wait, what, sorry. What did you say? My eyes just my eyes just glazed over. My eyes just glazed over. What was the thing you just said? Don't worry. <laughs> no, I was basically just supporting you. That was okay, I was yes you. ending you. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um. <laughs> But, uh, so he's about to kill Ben, but then Zoe steps around the corner and shoots the guy with her gun. Uh, and Ben, like, kind of slumps to the floor. And then there's, like, a little bit of a cat and mouse thing between Zoe and this guy. They fight back and forth. And there's like, this really slow motion shot of Ben smashing the guy in the face with a glass bottle full of water. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, uh, like, he's just unconscious on the floor. And Zoe and Ben are, like, standing there. We have to make, and Zoe's like, we have to make sure. And then Ben just, like, plugs him twice and is like, he's dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they and then they walk out and like ben, ben is like hobbling out with his arm around Zoe and Ben's like you came back for me and Zoe like really good line I really wish they kind of had just ended the movie on this uh, which was just well, I'm tired of being the only survivor yeah and I was like good roll credits and then it's like so they have this whole like so Zoe, like, they go to the hospital. Zoe's, like, taken in by, like, the police. And they're like, show us where all this is. And she's like, here it is. And it's all abandoned. And then we see No Way Out written up, spray-painted on, like, the abandoned place that obviously is, like, not what it used to be. Like, it was obvi- obviously dismantled. And he, she's like, it's an anagram for whatever the doctor's name Wu-Tang was. Yu. Yeah. Um, and she's like, wow, wow, wow. And we're like, oh, okay. Um, and then it's like six months later, and she's like, "I'm still obsessed with this." And he's are they, like, "Cool." Are they, where are they? Like, some are they like in Venice or something? Because like, there's someone on like uh, one of those like paddleboard things, just like a little, next yeah. To them. It seems like it. It's very strange. I don't know. Um, but so she she's there with Ben, who's like clean shaven, and now he's like he's doing customer facing work now. Yay! And like they're <laughs> they're maybe dating. They glow up. I, it's, like, not... It's ambiguous. It is um, ambiguous, um, which I kind of appreciate. I'm, I appreciate that they weren't, like, married or whatever. You know what yeah, I mean? definitely. Um, which would have felt really cheap, I think. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Um, uh, and but, then, they, but they're like, okay, we have to... I, I figured out where these guys are. Their, their logo has... Uh, it's an Escher staircase with coordinates on it. So we have to... It's, a, it's, a, it's an unidentified building in the middle of New York City. We have to go fight them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm like, okay, this is not as strong, but just roll credits. And then we cut to uh, a plane crashing, uh, and there are there is like there the the flight stewardess is like in the middle of doing an escape room thing with uh a, a, a one of one of the flight stewards. Yeah. Um, I forgot what the I forgot what the term is. They're all flight attendants now. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's been like that for a <laughs> long time. The only reason I. <laughs> yeah. 
The only I, like I don't think I've even been around for long enough for them to know to have known them be referred to as stewards and stewardesses. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's 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 weird. Um, it's the collective unconsciousness is getting in your in yeah. your brain. But um, um, I, at this point, I was like, oh shit, are they just like cold opening for another movie? And then they're like, they don't solve the puzzle in time, uh, and it looks like they're about to crash into a a, a mountain, and then like it's revealed to be a screen that's actually projecting a mountain, and they are just like they are in the evil they're in the evil escape from corporation, and they're doing the testing, and uh, and I, I kind of expected the, to go to cut to go to credits as soon as the crash happened, but then it like the the screen flickers out, and they're like, okay, yeah, you fucking you you worked on solving the puzzle. Uh, and then they talk to the, uh, who I'm assuming is the puzzle master, and the puzzle master's like, what are the odds of their success? And then he's like, 4%. Uh, and then it's like, okay, we've got we've got Zoe and Ben's flight plan. We're going to blow up their plane. Let's let, mm-hmm. let's play again. And then goes to credits. Mm-hmm. And the end of this movie made me so mad. It, like, super cheapened the rest of it, but it's also such obvious sequel bait for the next one. Yeah, it is just literally, like, a, like I I really cannot think of the last time that they have just said, like, okay, next time on Escape Room. Like, except for, like, movies where it's, like, you know, like, Infinity War was, like, very obvious. Like, okay, next time on Avengers. Right. Um, very strange. Um, but I don't know if it killed the movie for me, you know? Yeah. No, I, okay, so I'm, I'm, speaking of which, on a scale of 0 to 5, uh, 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 Keys Frozen in Ice, how many Keys Frozen in Ice are you going to give this movie? I actually thought about that before we recorded, which is not like me. Um, uh, I think I'm going to give this one a 3.5. Yeah, that's about where I'm landing. Um, this is this is like a C, this gets a C on its test, but um, that's fine, right? That's fine, that's pat. C's get degrees, ostensibly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, like... I like. There's a lot of like really. I gen- there are a lot of really good laugh lines in this movie. Like I, uh, there's a moment when they're like back when in the first room when they're having to, like they before they like figure out the puzzle with the coasters. They have to like they they wind up like weighing it down with glasses of water. But uh, at first they have to just like press them all down with their hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at one point the they they're like okay put your feet uh, on these coasters while I go take care of this and like literally before I could make the same joke one of the characters says this is the worst fucking game of Twister I've ever played <laughs> <laughs> yeah Which, that that made me that made me laugh yeah the three point five three point five uh so okay so the three point five is actually pretty good because if we have half a block of uh, if we have half a block of ice with the key in it that means we've got the key out already if we just cut it straight through the middle right on yeah absolutely all right. Uh. Uh, we got question. Cool, yeah, let's get into it. Uh, from, uh, at Antigone Progon, uh, if you had to make an escape room themed on a horror movie, which would it be, and what would it be like? Note, I'm specifically disallowing an escape room themed escape room. <laughs> which is probably for the best, because I would have made that joke. Um, a Blair Witch themed escape room would be pretty fun, I think. Hellraiser. Hellraiser? Hellraiser is the better answer, I think. Like, you remember, Hellraiser- remember the bar scene in Hellraiser 3? Just that. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah, Hellraiser is like a better movie aesthetically anyway, so you could do a lot more with it. Um yeah. uh, Blair Witch Escape the thing the problem with the Blair Witch Escape Room is that like by nature of being being confined to a room, it would defeat the nature it would defeat the nature of the Blair Witch. Unless you were doing like Rustin Parr's house. True. Actually I would kinda of fuck with Rustin Parr's house. Me too. That actually would be pretty dope and really scary. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, yeah, I stand by both of our answers. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I just I I I, op- I had to open Twitter to look at this, and Twitter says here are some trends for you to look at. Uh, they are Pompeo, virginity, Blue Lives Matter, and divorce. So thank you, Twitter. I, Who I'm- do they think you are? <laughs> They think you're, um... A divorced cop who never fucked. Yeah, I was gonna say, you are a, a, a divorced Midwestern cop. Yeah. Yeah. Who's, who's who abstinence only. Um, that's so funny. Um, uh, recommendations is what we do next, yes? Recommendations is indeed what we do next, but I am just clicking to see what the hell ha- hashtag virginity is about. <laughs> It's just a bunch of trad cats. Um, I'm sure of it. What is this? Okay, it's just uh, it, it's just the name of a song that is like oh. like a there, there's like a you know someone's doing it like okay this song versus this song one of the one of the cha- one of the things is uh, virginity versus a song called tease me. Sure. Um, it's it's kind of disappointing. I wish it was just bunch, full of a bunch of uh, trad cats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you really? I do. Um, just because uh, it's it's like not it's not an answer I feel good about, but it is. Um, you like villains in the world, right? I mean, yeah. you don't like it, but you, you know, uh, conflict is required to make a story interesting, and um, I feel like it's a non-conflict. <laughs> yeah, fair. Uh, so, what are you going to recommend this week? That's a really good question. Um, it's been a while since I've been on. Um, I'm trying to think of what I've been really getting into recently. Um, man, I, I, I'm going to look at my podcast feed real quick to see if there's things there. Uh, I can go first if you need. You go for it, please. Um, my recommendation this week is going to be... A video game I've been playing recently, fuck, I was going to recommend Trackmania because I've been playing a shitload of Trackmania, but I definitely recommended Trackmania within the last, like, three episodes. Hold on, I have to open my Steam library. Mm-hmm. Oh, please, video games, load. We are both struggling. <laughs> our, our brains are so big. Um, I've been playing uh, Ukulele in the Impossible Lair. Uh, I didn't play the original Ukulele, but um, this one is, like... I've always liked the Donkey Kong. I, I always really liked the uh, the Donkey Kong Country Returns games. I never played the original Donkey Kong Countries, but the the returns were really good to me. Uh, mm-hmm. I am having a blast with this game. It's really fun. It's you know, it's just like a it's a side scrolling. You know, you know, you've got a roll. You can do a jump. Those kind of things. Oh fucking yeah, dude! <laughs> but it, it's it, it is it is it's like really fun. The music in it is great. Um, it's it does the thing like there's a there's a really cool overworld aspect to it and uh whenever the characters talk to each other they do the uh you know the you know the you know what it sounds like when they talk in banjo and kazooie right kind of it, yeah. sounds, like, it sounds like when they talk in animal crossing but a little bit slower. right yeah okay that makes sense yeah what are you recommending um so like everyone listens to this podcast basically but it also like blew my mind sort of when I was starting when I listened like I marathon through all of it in like a week um Reply All is really good <laughs> hey guys yeah. did you know that Reply All is like amazing um uh if you're not familiar with Reply All it's uh it's kind of a 
podcast about the internet. It's sort of like a This American Life, but about the internet. Um, and I, I think it's like the only way I want to interact with like internet culture anymore is just to have it filtered. You, you only want to experience it through um, uh, PJ Vote and Alex Goldman. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's because um, they really are the perfect vectors for it. <laughs> yes, if, if the podcast was just all yes, yes, no. Uh, I know. <laughs> that, that, like, that, I, would li- I would listen. I need to just dip in for the yes, yes, no episodes. They're so good. So, like, there's uh, the yes, yes, no's made. Like, I listened to it all in, like, 2019 or early 2020, actually. Um, but it made, like, t- 2016 to 2018 internet make sense to me, finally. Oh, like, okay. you know, like, like I, I never really totally got what, like, Pizzagate was about, you know, and, like, everything else surrounding that. Like, I, like, I'm like, oh, so it's, like, it's, like, pedophilia conspiracy theory, you know? Uh, that I so- truly wish that was me. I wish I didn't know about all of this, all of that. I'm- I'm really good at being not plugged into those things because I don't do podcasts about it. You, you should listen. You should listen to. You should listen to QAnon Anonymous. Yeah. Um. I, that, I mean, honestly, I probably would. I'm also recommending QAnon Anonymous this week. It's about uh, it's three guys who are delving in, who like are delving into and like reporting on what the fuck QAnon is doing and saying and up to. And I think it's like in addition to it being a really just enjoyable podcast, like it's super funny. Like I lo- and I love hearing what these guys have to say about like all of this stuff, all this fucking absolute wacko shit that uh, QAnon people are saying. Um, yeah. It, it. I do think it is also like you know this is like probably possibly one of the lar- like one of if not the largest conspiracy movements in like uh in recent hist in recent american history and like it, it, i feel like this is an important document documentation i i truly think that i actually really agree i've, I've had it recommended to me several times before and like, i just would forget about it every yeah. time so i might actually because i'm looking for new things to listen and, to, all and, the time. And, to be, and to be clear this is this is not true and on this is q and on anonymous like i i don't know anything about true and on maybe it, maybe that one's also good i don't know yeah, um, the the other than yes yes no is it's like got it's like got such like really like strange and like almost beautiful human interest stories that are just like man, people use technology um, and like the internet as such an like an interesting form of self expression even like modern internet which is very bad um, I feel like there's there's like a beauty to scams even on it you know yeah um or just like if not a beauty then sort of like a rubbernecking car wreck sort of oh man look at all this like like how like online tax forms work and like facebook and shit like that um it's it's really i feel like i understand the world better because of it yeah um yeah it's 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 really good it brings me a lot of uh shockingly a lot of personal comfort yeah oh man yeah i'm gonna do such a fucking i'm so excited i'm gonna do a fucking lazy ass edit on this podcast i'm gonna I'm, all i'm gonna do is i'm gonna i'm cutting this part out also but uh i'm just gonna snip out the part that you wanted me to cut and then uh intro outro done right on totally so t- it's been a long week i spent a lot of time doing doing fucking yard work today i want to get the episode up tonight or tomorrow yeah. for you know whatever but uh yeah. so 
that's going to do it for this week's episode of Fear Baiting. Uh, Blair, thank you so much for editing almost every episode and also for being on this episode. Thank you. I mean, my pleasure. You thanked me. Well, thank you for thanking me, and it's also yeah. my pleasure. <laughs> always, always great to have you on. Literally, whenever you want, you can just come on this podcast. Even if I already have a guest, I'm sure they will be happy to have you. I'll just join the call halfway through. <laughs> Please do. That's what, that's what Gregory is for. <laughs> Um, um, if you want to find us elsewhere, well, well, Blair, where can people find you? I'm, it's real easy to find me online, uh, at Blair Kitch on Twitter. Um, I'm, I might just, like, sort of vaguely pimp my stuff. Um, I'm always looking to do, like, freelancey, cheap graphic design work. Um, yeah. I like, I like to do it, um, and I like to make a little bit of money on it. Yeah, it if you need that work. sort of stuff done. Uh, hit me up, just DM me or like at me or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, that's about it. That's give, all I do, really. <laughs> give Blair your fucking money. Please, um, don't even ask anything in exchange. Just give me money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, if you want to find us, we're, we are fear baiting on uh, Twitter, and we are also fear baiting uh, on Gmail, and we are fear baiting on Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash fear is where you can go to support both this and the Wonder Yerks. Uh, uh, $1 a month is early access to episodes. Like, this one is going up early, probably, Give it, if I don't, like, just, if my computer doesn't explode. Uh, right. Five bucks a month, you get your name on the podcast and a short message of your choice. Uh, Ten bucks a month, you get to demand that we watch one horror movie of your choosing. Must not, it, it has to be more of a horror movie than Donnie Darko, and mm-hmm. also you get your name read. So thank you very much to Michael Kaiser, Paul Moran, Kit Spindler, Paul Bechtel, and Ducky Aisha. We love you all so very much. If you want to find more of me, I'm at SunHatGenia on Twitter. Uh, I can also be found on uh, other podcasts under the Noisepace.xyz network. Thank you, Matt GameCube, for overseeing that. You can hear me on The Wonder Yerks, which I do with Blair and Seda, a uh, friend of the show, uh, Seda, and also a musician of the show. I'll plug their stuff in just a moment. Uh, you can also hear me on Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. They've left us some podcasts by, for, and of the Terminally Online. Um, though, yeah, um... Thank you very much, uh, as I just mentioned, to Seda for doing our intro and outro music. You can find them on Twitter at Nudity, like N-U-D-I-T-E-A. You can also find their music under uh, that they make under the handle People You Meet Outside of Bars by heading to GayGothVibes.online. And mm-hmm. I believe that's everything. So, uh, until next time, I'm Sarah. I'm Blair. And remember... You can put a fucked up guy... Anywhere. Oh, my voice cracked halfway through that. <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>